Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast, a safe space for all the people to talk about art, creativity, self-love, and burnout. Those things all tie together because our society has had us running on a treadmill for super, super long, teaching us all that the validation is external. Everything is outside. Everything is on the other side of action all the time. And this podcast is my journey through flipping the script on external validation and finding that a lot of the answers are actually inside. A lot of the wisdom and healing is actually a lot closer than you might think. Again, my name is Katie and I am a hypnotist, yoga teacher, astrology and human design reader. I am also a creative marketing director as well as a copywriter. So I am all about rejuvenation and creativity. And this podcast is my testament that those things all belong together. If you are ambitious, creative, you have dreams, you have goals, but they just feel impossible because on the other side of everything you want to do and achieve is a bunch of stuff that you just don't feel aligned to doing. I'm here to show you another way. Thank you so much for being here with me today. So let's get started on this episode. Hey everybody, good morning or whatever time it is where you are listening. Um, It's morning for me and August, my almost six month old son is down for his first nap and I just felt super inspired randomly to tell this story. Um, When it happened, it felt like such a blip of unimportance, like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about that. Um, Like, who cares? Like, this is really nothing. Um, But there's two things that I believe strongly, even more strongly than that, is one, your whole life is content. I mean, if you're a content creator and you're a creative person, um, like a creative and ambitious person is kind of how I think when I I say content creator. Like, you are a creative, ambitious person. You're going places. You're making stuff. It's a vibe. Um, everything is content. Like you don't need to go out and like run a marathon in order to come up with something of value or entertainment or insight to somebody else. Every like up and down, every little thing that you think is mundane and boring or not interesting, not important or too scary to talk about, um, is, is content and can help somebody else. Um, the other thing that I feel is that shame is a very unproductive emotion. We do have negative emotions that tend to pop up like sadness, anger, stress, um, frustration that can be very beautiful guides for us to learn polarity or, um, you know, learn to integrate the wholeness of ourselves. Um, and I talk about that a lot in our, in this podcast. Um, if you don't know where to start with that concept, um, I recommend my shadow work podcast, um, It was around Halloween because I made it like a Halloween special (laughs) going into your fear. Um, But back to what I was saying, shame is a very unproductive emotion. When you feel shame, what do you feel inspired to do? Probably contract in some shape or form. And there's a difference between like a very healthy contraction, like, like, um, going in, like going into your cocoon, getting yourself comfortable, watching Netflix, eating ice cream, or like taking a social media break, withdrawing from a conversation. If you don't feel like it's being productive, delegating, doing less, taking on less, asserting boundaries. Like that to me is like a very healthy contraction. Like you're, you're scaling back. Um, but shame, like think about it for a second. What action do you take when you're in shame? It's probably do less of something that would serve you. Like if you feel ashamed of your body, like you're probably not 
leaning into the things that give you pleasure and joy. A very stereotypical, you know, but potent example is like, if you're ashamed of your body, you're probably not going to go to the beach or the pool or whatever. You're probably not going to go out dancing. Um, And that's like a huge, beautiful experience of life. Like, uh, (laughs) like what I really want to say is like, you're probably not going to have sex with the lights on. (laughs) Like that just where my mind went. And I felt like, okay, I just need to share that. Um, but I want to share vulnerably, like right now I am going through it. I am so stressed out that I woke up this morning and August, my baby is, um, he's getting to a point where he's like, he's, he's almost crawling and he has higher expectations of me as like a mother, (laughs) meaning he he's going from like just sleepy baby who's like happy to be held all the time to like I want to play and I want to crawl and I want to move and I want like constant some type of engagement and so I'm I'm finding myself having less and less free time and that's really stressful because my work increased um around the time that August was two months old I started getting all these creative ideas I started signing on more clients and just like this balance worked like I was able to work from home have the baby and take all this work and I felt so lit up and inspired by it and this morning I'm feeling like oh my god something has to give like I I need a sign from the universe I need something because I feel so out of balance today I'm like my fear is that like a client is gonna fire me because of my baby or like I'm going to um go into shame because I don't see I like I feel ashamed of this lack of balance that I'm having um and I'm going to like act less and work less or like not put myself out there as much like not show up with creative ideas because that's something my clients really my marketing clients specifically really depend on me for is like showing up with creative ideas like innovating creating like be like starting new things um and my coaching clients like also expect me to say what I'm feeling instead of like being passive. Like I think what people really admire in me is that I'm um, like what people want from me and what, what makes this all work like with my business is that I'm really good at starting things and initiating um, like turning um, like spinning, spinning gold, I guess. (laughs) Um, By that, I mean, it it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm tripping myself up here, but one quality of mine that makes it all work is that I like to and I am good at initiating new ideas by bouncing off of someone else's energy like I'm very good at creating co-creating and if I'm in a shame spiral I am way less likely to initiate that creative idea or see a golden opportunity when there is one because when you're ashamed and I'll, I'll keep this on myself when I'm ashamed and when I'm frustrated and when I'm stressed out, I miss these little pockets and opportunities uh, in, within conversation or within inspiration out there in the world. Um, and that is hard. Like, that's like what my career is dependent on. That is like what I teach creatives to do is to catch these little moments and make them meaningful, make a new creative idea out of these little moments. And when you're in shame, you're just like, it's like you're looking at the ground at your feet and you're not looking at like the trees and the trees might have some valuable message for you. Um, anyway, I digress. So today's episode 
I want to talk about what a time when I got attacked on social media and what I wish I did instead. And I'm going to tell you how I responded to it. Um, nothing terrible came of it. Like nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Except for me, I got my feelings hurt. Um, but when this happened, I really shut down and I didn't want to talk about it. And I told like one person like three days later and maybe I, I I've done that before. Like something causes me some type of shame. I shut down when I'm ashamed. I shut down when I'm overwhelmed. Other people's emotions. I was just learning about this in a human design reading <laughs> for me, other people's emotions overwhelm me like physiologically when somebody puts an emotion to me and it can be any emotion it can be happy joy excitement as well as anger frustration stress like when someone comes to me with an emotion it overwhelms my system like I for those of you who are interested in human design it's because and I've been told this in a reading because of my open solar plexus but you can also call that people pleasing childhood trauma whatever it's just a thing that I manage. It's like an occupational hazard, if you want to call it that. It's a, it's whatever you want to think of it as. That is, um, so for me with, with coaching, I've learned to use that as an asset. It means like I can feel what that person is feeling and then I can like go into my own internal guidance system and help them come up with a more empowering reframe or help them come up with a, with a better decision. I can be a very good listener because my whole body is listening to somebody. But that means that sometimes when I am like trolled <laughs> or somebody is stressed and they're not thinking about how they're throwing their stress around, like you probably have been in the room with somebody who comes in, they're obviously having a bad day and they like throw their bag down and you say, Hey, how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. And then they go up to the room and slam the door. Like that energy, they're not thinking about where they're directing it. They're not thinking about how their actions are impacting others. Not that you have to be like, you can have a bad day and you not, and give yourself the grace to like not overthink what you're, you know, every, everything <laughs> you, you don't, you, you can have that grace, but all I'm saying is, I'm very sensitive to like that splashboard, like that stress splashboard. Um, so that's kind of like why this story brought me here. So, okay. For context, I made this post back when I was pregnant, like August was due any day. This was so over six months ago. Um, I was super pregnant, big belly. Um, and I was processing the emotions as the pregnancy was coming to an end because knowing that like, you're super pregnant, big belly, (laughs) and there's not much else that's going to change. Like you're not really going to get much bigger. You're not really going to like, there's like not really more doctor's appointments to go to. All you really can do is wait. Like the baby shower is over. Like the nursery is set up, like all that. All you can really do is wait. It brings up a lot of emotion and a lot of reflection. Um, And I was spending a lot of time in that place. Um, and so I made this vulnerable post sharing with my community on Instagram and I specifically chose Instagram because, um, that to me, Instagram is the most intimate to me, um, because on TikTok, like who knows who's going to see that? I don't know who's going to see that. I don't know if TikTok's the right audience for this kind of like deep reflection. Facebook, like, I don't even know who sees Facebook. Like, I don't know who I have friends on there. I don't know who sees it. Instagram to me is like where I go when I want to speak to my people. 
Um, I don't really at this time have very great visibility on Instagram. I barely use hashtags. And when I do, I feel like they don't really work. Um, so I've just kind of leaned into that and like treated Instagram as like my safe place to speak to my people. Um, even when I've like tried to like, like use hashtags to like get seen or visible, like it just doesn't work. So like I said, I'm leaning into it. Um, so I made a post about how I struggled to get pregnant for years. Um, and I really internalized that because it's not something that people really talk about. And I didn't feel ready to initiate the awkward conversation that it could initiate. Like, I don't know, like if you, like if, if I were to break the ice with somebody, if I were to like open up the conversation of like, I'm struggling with my fertility, like, I don't know. I just wasn't ready for that conversation with someone else. I wanted to process it internally. And also again, shame because somebody out there, um, like might not want to hear that or might not want to know, or like nobody else is really talking about it. So I didn't know how to talk about it myself. And I also kind of just thought like, oh, I don't want to talk about it because then maybe tomorrow I get pregnant and maybe tomorrow it works. And then it's, it's like in my own mind, I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing to, to talk about something. And then it's like resolved the next day. I don't think that that like, maybe that doesn't feel true for you. But for me, for some reason, that was like a limiting belief that like, this is just what I was thinking in my own head. <laughs> um, so I made a post about how I struggled to get pregnant for so long that I tried to convince myself that I didn't want it anymore. Um, like I, I wanted to let go of that need and that constant like obsessive checking of like pregnancy tests. Um, and this feeling that like having a child would complete me, like I'm unhappy and having a baby will make me happy. Like I was catching myself thinking those kinds of thoughts. And so I talked about my journey through wanting something so bad and not getting it and and trying to release the how. That was the point of the post. And then now, like fast forward to now, I am super pregnant and I'm thrilled. And there's an anxiety of what's to come next. Um, I mean, just with any big thing that you want in this world, imagine that you were going to get it tomorrow. You've wanted and wanted and wanted and tomorrow you're going to get it. Of course, there's going to be joy. Of course, there's going to be a party and showers and gifts and hugs and kisses and, you know, the things we do to, to commemorate this time. And there's going to be an anxiety of like, can I do this? Um, and so that nuanced conversation with multiple paradoxes and how do you want something and let go of it at the same time? And how do you like, uh, you know, feel nervous and love at the same time? Like it's a nuanced conversation. And I have um, a lot of of um, friends who are mothers or who want children um, or like just people who I figured would understand some piece of that conversation. So my mistake <laughs> was I talked about like in one sentence of that pretty long caption post that I looked at the hashtag on Reddit. It was hashtag child free. And I was, when I was telling the story on this Instagram post, um, I used the hashtag child free hashtag to say like, oh, I would look at the child free hashtag to kind of convince myself like, look, these people are happy too. They don't have children. Um, you know, you can live a fully fulfilling life without children. Um, because I, I was in that state when I was trying to get pregnant of like, I really need this to be happy. And like, I just, one of my biggest pitfalls is like, I can be so ambitious and like hyper fixated on 
on on something and then I like convince myself in order to like get pumped up and like excited about this thing that like I, I get excited like that is not hard for me to get excited and to like motivated and convince myself that like this is it and the time is now and I am ready for this thing whatever it is baby business new car who cares whatever it is that I'm like trying to call in and I was looking at this hashtag to be like you know what like people talk about their decisions being child free um they are filling their time with other things they're going to school, they're traveling, they're just kicking it at home, making friends. They're getting another job, they're doing whatever they can to be child free. And it gave me a lot of peace to read that. And I also kind of like internalized the idea like, okay, this is like, I do still want children, like it didn't completely change my mind. But like I said, my mistake was using in my post the hashtag I look I said like I looked at the hashtag child free on reddit and i actually like used the hashtag remember what i said about hashtags like never working for me like i feel like nobody ever sees my stuff i used to check the insights all the time because you can see on your insights like how many people find you through a hashtag or how many people like how many people how how effective was the hat were the hashtags and they like never work for me so i just kind of posted it and i knew that people would understand the nuances and the ups and the downs and the complexities of this this message so I remember posting that when I was like in my bathtub, big pregnant belly, taking a like a lukewarm Epsom salt bathtub bath time, my lavender oils and just like relaxing, taking a day off, taking some time off my feet for being super pregnant. And I have all these comments from people who found that post through that hashtag. And um, also for more context that post has now been taken down because i'll explain but the picture which is i think important for context was a photo that i took of myself on like self-timer of my me and my smiling on my big pregnant belly and um all these comments from people saying like like get the fuck off our hashtag you're not a member of this community some of them were very straightforward, like, hey, please don't use this hashtag if you're not a member of the child-free community. And so I just, like, read that one, and I quickly, like, took off the hashtag. Okay, like, I just took off, I took off the hashtag. I just said, like, okay, I went from um, child-free, like, I just looked at child-free groups on Reddit, and I just changed it to say that. Like, okay, I don't want to use the hashtag, whatever, not a big deal, I'll just fix it. But then all these other comments that I, like, went back to read were long And I could not really, like, I don't remember what they said because I honestly feel like just, like, the the trauma of, like, (laughs) the shock really caught me. Um, But people were, like, basically telling me, like, get your gross pregnant belly off the internet. Nobody cares. You're not more virtuous than us. Um, People are child-free not because, like... Not because they couldn't get pregnant, but because they didn't want to. Um, Like, really long, like, someone said, like, the fact that you tried to convince yourself that you didn't want a baby means you're not fit to be a mother. And I shut down. I immediately deleted the post. Immediately. And in my defense, I mean, maybe you would have done something similar. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what someone would have done. In my defense, I was, like, really 
really pregnant, you guys. Like, there is just a specifically special time where you are so vulnerable and you just need to hide. Like, it even gets to be a point where you, like, don't want to leave your house because you're tired of people asking you, when's the baby coming? And I used to kind of, like, laugh at that and be like, oh, my God, these people sound so sensitive. Well, yeah, you are so sensitive at that time, at that time in in pregnancy. Like, that is the time that you need, like, like those last couple weeks, you really need to just cocoon in and reflect and get yourself ready. Kind of like how, like, mammals in the wild, when they give birth, like, they hide. They hide from predators because they are super vulnerable. And that is what I was doing. And it's not the time, in my personal opinion, to engage in discussion on the internet, like to, to argue about very personal things. It's not the time to like try new stuff. Like it is super, super a time to reflect and to get comfortable. And like, this is going to sound weird, but it's like for the time of the people in your life to just support you and love you and not bring up new issues because like, like I said, you're so vulnerable and you're so sensitive. And I used to like be so ashamed of that and like stigmatize that. And like all of the classic, like stereotypical pregnant lady jokes about pregnant ladies, like being crazy and like needy and like all that kind of stuff. That really like hit me hard. And I spent a long time trying to like fight that, um, fight that stereotype and like try to act like I was tough and like hold it all together. But in reality, like if there's a time in your life when you are letting yourself be supported, it's that time and like not whatever. Okay. I'm getting back off the point. I basically, I just shut down and deleted it and then felt ashamed and didn't talk about it ever. Um, and then I like joked about it like months later, like I made a little joke and someone was like, Oh my God, are you serious? And then whatever. In reflection, what I kind of wish that I had done, if, I mean, what I would have like, what I would do if that happened to me again, because like I said, when you're pregnant, you shouldn't be taking on more shit than you, like, this is not the time to like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like respond to an internet troll. Like trolls are going to be trolls. I think I did the right thing at the time, but what I'm learning from it now that I'm like not in that vulnerable state and now I'm a little bit more like protective mama bear state, like. I am now so much more willing to go out of my way to um, defend myself now that like I've had some time and I'm no longer in the cave. (laughs) Um, I would have made some comment to somebody acknowledging their belief. Like, okay, I hear you. Um, I am a member of social media. Man, I can't really flesh this out, but I would say something along the, the lines of like, I'm allowed to be here too. You are allowed to be child free. And it's in fact a little bit interesting that like my pregnant belly triggered you to a point where you need to defend yourself, defend your decisions. Because whoever you are, whatever beliefs you have, whatever you want to do with your life, it's all valid. If you're listening to this podcast, And you're not like a serial killer. Whatever you want to do with your life is valid. And I, there's no part of me that wants to convince somebody to make the same decisions that I did. But all I'm saying is it's interesting that 
a picture of me and my very personal story. Like, I remember being a little bit scared to share that to, like, my close-knit Instagram community. Like, and then it ended up on, like, the weird side of the internet. And the comments kept coming, by the way. Like, I, I'm serious. There was, like, ten long-winded comments from angry people. And then there was a couple of nice ones from my friends who said, like, thank you for sharing. You're amazing. You're beautiful. But those those troll comments came so quickly that I kind of suspect that somebody like one person must have saw it and then shared it within like a group chat or something because there's no way (laughs) that I got that many comments that quickly when I'm almost never given that exposure. Um, I would have like, what I would do now is I would just like lean a little bit into that and say something like, Hey, you do you. My big, fat, gross, pregnant belly is not a reflection at all on your decisions. And if just a picture of somebody on social media triggers you that badly, like, there is work to be done. And I'm sorry about using your, like, I, I don't need to go into someone else's community and trigger them. Because people go, probably look at that, that, that hashtag to, like, get away from all the baby announcements and the, all the other, like, probably triggering content. They probably go there as a safe place, and I respect that. I understand that. But at the same time, like, okay, that's happened to me before where, like, I'm looking at a specific hashtag or account because I want to get away from the rest of it. Like, just the triggering content. People always telling me to wear, how to be and how to do. And, um, but I never leave a comment, ever. I will unfollow. I will click, like, you know, d- d- like, less like this. Like, what is it? On TikTok, you can press, like, like less content like this. Um, because also, if you comment on somebody's page, you're... Like, Instagram's like, oh, you like this. I'm going to show you more. That's a hot mess for everyone involved. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, Because I've also seen a lot, for some reason, on TikTok, when I'm just, like, kind of scrolling the For You page, I see a lot of content from people who are, like, proudly child-free who say, like, I'm not going to have babies. They're gross. Like, you know, I want to be rich and it has triggered me. And I have felt that like, like impulse to respond. Like you can still have money and babies, like babies do not end your life. Like that's just like kind of the narrative that, that some people really deeply believe is that children will end your life. Um, and that not having children means you like don't have a life, (laughs) which is like really paradoxical and weird. Um, but the point, like, sometimes I'm just like, whatever, you know what, like, People can make the decisions that they want, and then when they are, like, reflecting on your decisions, they will know within themselves, like, I did the right thing. And that is their bliss to feel. Like, if you choose to be child-free and, you know, you're, you're, you're a grown-up and you feel like, oh, yes, I love not having children, you get to benefit from that feeling of, of being sure in your decisions and, um, like if you see a baby out at the park and you're like, you know what? Love that baby. Good for them. I am so happy that I'm child free. Same thing. If you decide to have kids, if someone says, um, I mean, this goes for anything, but the analogy specific to this podcast is obviously children and not children, but apply this to your life. However you want. <laughs> um, if you're on TikTok and someone makes a TikTok about how children are gross and you're never going to be happy with them. You're never going to get to travel. You're never going to do anything fun again. You're not going to have any money. Your life is over. You're never going to make friends again. Like all the shit that I've heard. 
And you look at your baby and you say, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you made me who I am. My life is better and interesting with you. And like, you're the one who gets to reap that reward. The idea of somebody having children and not wanting them though, that terrifies me. And the idea of somebody wanting children and then kind of just like not even putting in the effort because of societal stigma and shame and like they're afraid like that also makes me sad so you know what be your own muse do your thing (laughs) do what you love to do and you get to reap the benefit now i would also leave that post up i would leave the comments up i would let whoever wanted to explain themselves i would let discussion happen until obviously I feel this has never happened to me on any of my posts ever but if it got to a point where there was like dis like disrespect like name calling or like something like it just got to the conversation got complicated I would take it down but like I wouldn't like I would allow that to be open I would allow that to be like those their opinions are misplaced (laughs) and a little um misprojected I think for them to say that to me um and it obviously like hurt my feelings at the time but they're still valid and if any of my followers friends wanted to defend me (laughs) like if they wanted to do that like go for it but I took it down and I talked about it a little bit on um my stories the next day like a little bit I just said like I took it down because people left me in comments a few of my friends messaged me and said, like, I didn't even get to see the post. So, like, I didn't allow it to breathe. I didn't allow it to do its thing. I didn't allow, like, maybe, like, whatever could have happened, I didn't let it happen. So that's what I would do differently now that I'm in a more protective, grounded space. I have better boundaries around myself and who I am. But at the time when you're super pregnant, like, it's not your job to be to protect yourself. It's your job to be squishy and to be ready for what's next. Um, so there you have it. That's what I would do. (laughs) I feel like, like a teenager being like, and that's the comeback I would have had if, you know, when you're playing arguments in your head that happened like years ago and you're like, that's what I would say now. (sighs) Um, but that's, that's, that's what I would say. Um, I think, I have learned a lot about boundaries. I've learned a lot. Like this time of motherhood is really teaching me because nothing else taught me. Like life tried to teach me about boundaries and I did not learn the lesson. But this like season of motherhood is like, I literally physically cannot do everything all the time. I need to say no. I need to delegate. I need to receive like, there are times when somebody will get something for me or help me with something or um, like yesterday, a stranger, this is a silly example. Yesterday, a stranger offered to um, hold open the door for me when I was trying to push my stroller in and um, of like a public establishment, not my house or something. Um, and it felt weird. I wanted to be like, no, 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 thanks. But like, honestly, I really could have used, I did need the help. And so I said, oh, actually, yeah. And like, you got to just like let yourself receive. You got to let yourself like be helped in all these little ways or you will, you will, like who knows what will happen. Like I want to say you will break down. I don't want to say what will happen, but you will have a harder time. (sighs) Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much.
Um, thank you for being patient with me as I basically took a break from my podcast. Um, I'm really finding myself finding my own voice. Um, I, I can like definitely admit and attest to me feeling like I've been trying on so many different perspectives. And that's like part of my journey though, is like, I always try to, I test out other things. If I want to try something, I like put it, like I'll try it on. doesn't feel good. I'll take it off. Like just with like life perspectives and hats and like, I mean like metaphorical hats and so many things. Um, and it just feels like I'm constantly experimenting and I feel like I never know what I'm doing. But the fact that like one person, even if you are that one person that like gets some value out of this constant like life experimentation that I've been doing, um, that means the world to me. So thank you guys so much for being here for me. Um, I hope that you got some value out of this podcast. Um, I always love to hear your takeaways. I always love to hear where you're going with um, the lessons that you've learned. That's all I got for y'all today. I love you so much. And uh, until the next podcast.